Ladies and gentlemen, the questions you've all been asking are now being answered. Welcome to another edition of It's All About Who You Know, the podcast where influential people discuss big topics in sports, faith, and more. Your host is a wrestler with Oregon State University. He has a 4.9 star Uber rating, and he interns for his pastor. Here is Christian Robertson. Yeah, you don't you don't call me. I call you. I make the phone calls around here. I knew that's exactly what you were thinking. You're like, oh, he's not gonna. Honestly, I was gonna answer, but I had to plug my mic in, so I I couldn't. And, okay. So and then, and then I mean, it, it all led to that joke. Camp, I have to ask before what? wait. I I have to interject. Here. I gotta ask you something too. So okay, no, go ahead. I know what you're gonna ask, and I think you know what I'm gonna ask. I know. Yeah. Let's just ask at the same time. All right. Three. Two, one. What's up Body with the mustache? <laughs> Hello, my name is what? My name is Christian. We had a Holy Spirit encounter for church this week, and uh, I I was a leader, so I had a name tag. So you just you feel like you leave it on for this podcast? Yeah, I well, I actually okay. So no, uh, what I I had it on a jacket. I had a jacket on, and mm-hmm. I took it off the jacket and put it on the shirt because I knew you're gonna ask about it the dumbest thing i've ever heard but yeah no so the <laughs> the mustache bro you've got a the mustache you've got dude, a pedos. About it, i'm like dude honestly i just have a really bad sense of humor <laughs> like every time i look in the mirror and i see the mustache i'm like dude heck yeah bro, at least, i'm like rock it brother at least at least you have all your deep yeah, sure. I, yeah dude i'm going i'm going to see a nascar race uh next weekend you know so oh my gosh i honestly with yeah hard junior with <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go bass fishing after. Me and the fellas. Please don't. And then and me and Ted Nugent are going hunting right after that. <laughs> well, at least you have all your teeth. That's good. Barely. <laughs> you know, you know, I got a fake tooth, bro. You know, I'm sensitive about that. I know, but it's funny for the the viewer. Right. Uh, why are you paused? I'm not paused. Your face is paused. Is my face paused too? No. Um, I don't know why I'm paused. It, it must just be your connection again. Yeah, it probably is, honestly. Um, maybe if I share screen? What the heck did I just do? Okay, I messed something up. Something's been messed up. Oh my was... gosh, we're horrible podcasters. Bro. Do you see what's happening what, right what now? What's what's going on? Nothing. Okay, oh, there it is. It's fixed. I think. Aha, I figured it out. Yeah, um, we are horrible at this. What are you talking about, bro? We're great. I just talked to somebody that loves the show. <laughs> it was myself. I was I was talking to myself in the mirror trying to get ready for this podcast. I was like, you love what you do. You can do this. You, you can, can do this. You can do it, champ. <laughs> hey, love you, champ. Love you, champ. <laughs> Dude, that's, that to this day gets me. It Ferris Bueller's day off where he's like, hey, son. He's on the phone with his son. Love you, champ. I love you, champ. That's the um, best dad right there, man. Golly, such a good dad. We we need more fathers like that in our world. Yep. Um, no, I was thinking about this uh, the other day. I was like, you know what? We just need to let the audience in, so we don't have to we don't have to hide. <clears throat> we have so many inside jokes and like quotes and stuff. I was actually talking to Carl, which don't ask me why that happened. I know, man. That's that's a rough time. Uh, yeah. It was horrible. He, well, he called me. He called me and was asking, you know. Dude, he's just so desperate, man. He just he's just always calling. People. Like I'm like, dude, I got I'm busy. I got things to do. He's like, dude, like, I just want to talk to you for a second. He's like, bro. I'm like, bro. Don't you have any friends in Florida? Wait, let me rephrase that. What happened to all your friends in Florida? 
<laughs> and he's just like, come on, man. You know what happens when I'm around people too long? They leave. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> we are horrible people. <laughs> Right there, just inside jokes, and people are like, if someone's listening to this that doesn't know us, they're like, dude, they are the worst. Like, is this their sense of humor? Exactly, exactly. So I just want to share with the audience, we have a lot of inside jokes. We have a lot of movie quotes that we quote, and I think it's starting early on, like just establishing, we're going to say those quotes, we're going to do them, we're going to make fun of our friends, and mm-hmm. and it's just going to be an ongoing gag that people are going to be able to listen to for years. And people are going to come up to us in the street, like two, three years down the road, that have been listening and be like, you put these on it? And we'll just be like. (laughs) That's it, man. That's it. No, we'll never get to play. And we'll just be like, no, you won't ever get to play. I feel you. (laughs) I feel you. It is. Oh. So we. Well, dude. Dude, let's just let loose with the quotes. I feel like it's relatable, though, because I feel like guys that live in like close quarters like that in a college dorm and a college team, like you like develop or even like a fraternity brothers, like you kind of develop your own inner dialect. You know, like at like some point, like everything becomes like an inside joke or uh, like you say, constantly roasting like last week, kicking them when they're down. It's just a different culture. Oh, oh yeah. There's definitely like cultural like speak and like language that goes on. And, and that doesn't just have to be like the culture you're born in. Like it can definitely be like like culture. 10 guys, like five, or like four or five guys. You know, yeah. Like there's people I can talk to a certain way and we're great friends. And there's people like you and me that are just like the stu- – we're great friends too, but we talk a completely different way because we're just – We're just stupid. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm sure you have that. Like you have that relation with somebody you're like, all right, this is more of a formal arrangement here. Mm-hmm. But – Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's – you need people in your life that you can feel comfortable being stupid in front of. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like yeah. – Preferably not a girl you're trying to court or something like that. That would be – For sure. Um, how's your week been, man? Uh, it's been good. I just been doing a lot of homework, getting so much assignments and like tests and stuff. So like, as soon as I was out of class, I was just like hitting the books for like four hours straight and that was tough. But how how do you put the word good and a ton of homework in the same sentence? I don't, well, I like to keep myself (laughs) just mad because I have a, 2.4 2.4 great uh, GPA and you got a 1.7. That's not true, bro. <laughs> One, 1.8. <laughs> got a 1.8, bro. Bro, I have okay, I did. I will say this. This is first time me going on the record. I've had a 1.0 one term in college. Oh my god. I got a D. Like, was that an NEO? No. No. Oh my god. I had it. Was had, that was that the last semester? <laughs> that's why I didn't wrestle all year. <laughs> no uh no that was a couple years ago out here it was bad I, that's when i changed my major i was mm. like math and science more like no and no dude i really admire people that i can do math and science well because i'm not one of those people I... math... so so i find out the other day so my brother he's you know obviously looking for colleges and stuff and He's actually going to uh, watch the the army, or he's going to watch an army navy game. Or he's going to a visit to like all the the um, armed forces academies, and uh, okay. which is super cool. He's been in contact with 
think Army, Navy, and Air Force, uh, and then wow. a few other schools. But those are like he's. I think he's doing one trip. Going. Okay. But I found out the other day that this is Caden. You've met Caden. Found out the other day, <laughs> like he's thinking about med school, and like it's actually an oper- like an, an option on the table. And I'm like, what? Hey, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> are we talking about the same? Like, no, 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 mom. I have a middle brother, Caden. She's like, yeah, that's <laughs> the one that is, is like all his stuff is science, and he's like really smart, and he's got a good GPA, and uh, he he could probably do it. And I was like, no, 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 Caden, my brother. <laughs> no, dude, yeah, because, hey, dude, yeah, whenever you talk to Caden, it's like, <laughs> that's not, some, it's not somebody I'd be like right off the bat, oh, you're a doctor. You must be a doctor. Are you serious, bro? I can make fun of him, but you start going in? Seriously? <laughs> hey, I love Caden, man. He's cool. No, but he's just like real introverted and he doesn't. Yeah. Like he, um. Yeah, I was just, I was really, like, surprised. Like, I knew he had good grades and stuff, but I didn't know, like, he was, like, actually, I thought it was just, like, he had a, a tutor and stuff, and, and this yeah. is not to, you know, first of all, nobody at 17 sounds like a genius, so let's just, like, put that out there, especially oh, yeah. athletes. Like, I sounded like a moron at 17. I sound like a moron at 23. Yeah, um, <clears throat> definitely. I can attest you know, to that. You do sound like a moron. I mean. But it just, it really, it really surprised me, and I was like, wow, like, that's. That's awesome. Like, that would be super cool. Like, I hope yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It was just a surprise because, like, me, I never had, like, great grades in school. And and now he's, like, actually in a position, an opportunity, like, where he could be a, an MD one, one day, like, if he wants to be. Like, that's what he is, like, thinking about doing, which is crazy. Yeah, man. I Anybody that's smart enough to become a doctor, man, like, that's – I'm glad there are people like that on this in this world because there wasn't – if there was just people like me, we'd be in trouble. You know, guys, I don't know how to, you know, I don't even know how to repair a car. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, no, it's, uh, well, I mean, we're all just built differently, man. And, and mm-hmm. I think, you know, I think there's a set amount of jobs that are needed in, in the world for the world to actually function. You know, you need people that, you know, plant food and, you know, prepare that stuff. You need people that can help when there's a, you know, a situation, you need people to enforce law. And so everybody's, everybody's different. Everybody's got their. Yeah. Everyone's got something that they're well suited towards. And, and here's this, here's the sad thing. And I was actually talking to a guy about this last night. I feel like so many people just like, I feel like everybody could go where they're passionate. You know, I feel like we, we have enough room for that. And so many people settle and go a different route. And it's really sad because I think, I don't think there's, I mean, I get it. Like, not everybody's meant to do, you know, everything. But I, I do think you can find a passion, and everybody is suited to be able to go into their passion. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think especially in this day and age, you know, there's so many capabilities now, like, as opposed to even 50 years ago. Like, yeah. there's so many opportunities, so much potential for jobs that were never even, like, that were not really a serious reality back then. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we were talking about that in one of my classes about talking about like what do you want to do with your career or future and like and he was just talking about how to navigate those waters. It's like, well, what do you what would you not mind doing for 10 years? You know, ask yourself that first. Yeah. And then like uh, you know, what can like what makes you happy? Not not like not what makes you happy, but what is like best for you? What do you and, I mean, what are you passionate about? Like that's yeah, every everybody yeah. I've heard, everybody I've talked to that is <coughs> Excuse me. Who I've talked to that's successful in their field, um, 
or are read or listened to, they all say the same thing. The first thing you need to do is pursue something you're passionate about because you just simply cannot get the optimal amount of, of gains or progress or, or productivity or whatever if you're not passionate about it. You know, you hear, um, mm-hmm. you know, do what you love. You'll never work a day in your life. I don't think that's 100% true. I just think it's more of like a catchy saying because yeah. like I've done wrestling. I love wrestling, but there's been days I'm like, man, this is work. Every day, every oh, day. Yeah. I think I think it should be work, but I I don't think it needs to be uh, burdensome on the soul at all times. Yeah, I mean, I just couldn't see myself as happy in a uh, cubicle desk job, like just pun- pushing numbers, not interacting with anybody, and uh, under fluorescent like lighting. I know that's like the cliche thing that job that people always describe as like that. But yeah, I don't. I don't want to do that either. I'd rather do something that, uh, like you said, passionate about. And some, I mean, hey, some people I'm sure are passionate about that, and there's no, no, yeah. no nothing right. wrong with that. Like, I don't want to be a police officer or a firefighter, or I mean, honestly, yeah. I could see myself yep. being a police officer, but that's not like that'd probably be like number ten on things I want to do, you know? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean. Man, being a police officer, that's got to be a tough job, man. Like, I would not want to just because it'd be just, it'd be a tough job. And I'm not sure I'd be up for it, you know? Man, the, like, I get it. Like, police officers get a bad rap. But, I mean, come on, man. Like, we've got to, like, public relations and police officers, like, they need to figure something out. Because, like, there is just such a bashing on obviously there's isolated incidents that happen but not every police officer is racist not every police officer is power hungry or or trying to i just feel like there should be a lot more respect towards um what those guys go through and what they have to do so here's my kudos to any police officers that are out there yeah i mean and everyone would admit like everyone should admit that police force is necessary like or like police officers you know are necessary we need police to make sure that not everybody's out murdering people and you know we need some sort of order right we can't just have anarchy so we know it's necessary and like you said there's some bad rats for sure like bad uh, police force or police officers but yeah that just sounds like such a hard job like every person that you encounter could kill you uh you know it's everyone or everyone that you encounter is always like mean to you you yeah. know, starts filming you and just waiting for you to make a mistake. And yeah. it's like, that's just another human being, just like you and me. Well, you just got to think, too, the nature of the job. Like, you already have a target. Like, it's like, if somebody's going to do something, like, they want to take the cop out first. Like, they don't want that opposition. Like, that's the most clear-cut opposition. I was mm-hmm. sit. I mean, I just think of it like, like, I was sitting in my car the other day, and I was parked, and then somebody was parked right next to me, and I was just like... Like, you're just, as a man, you're, like, always on high alert. And I think women are, too, more so. But, like, as a man, like, I like I had my knife in my hand. And I was just like, I, I 100% don't think anything's going to happen here. But in case something yeah. did, like, I want to yeah. be prepared. Now, imagine mm-hmm. being like that every single time that you pull somebody over for speeding. Like, there's just that possibility. Like, this person is speeding because they just committed a crime. Or this person's, like, you know what I mean? Like, or this yeah. guy's going to have drugs. Like, there's always that possibility. And mm-hmm. you, that's just the, everybody in that situation would feel that way. There's no way to avoid it. You know, every cop goes through it. There's no, I mean, it's just like you're preparing for, I mean, you have a gun for a reason because you're preparing, like you're prepared to use it and mm-hmm. you wouldn't be prepared yeah. to use it if there wasn't a serious threat that could come at you, um, yeah. especially in that position. 
And so, yeah, I think we need to be, um, yeah, I just, it's, oh, it just drives me nuts sometimes. I think that's that's a common mistake that we all make. We fail to, like, see how things are in their shoes. Like, take a second to, you know, take myself out of the equation and think how they might react in this way, you know. Like, you can apply that that mentality to a lot of different situations, like your relationships with your, your significant other, your children, just anybody that you encounter. You know, yeah, for sure. Um, I will say this though: I got pulled over a couple weeks back, and uh, I was going like thirty nine and a twenty five, and it goes from thirty five to twenty five pretty quick up this hill. But <clears throat> it's funny because like going down the hill, you can go thirty five, but if you're going this way, like you can go you you your speed li- the speed limits are different in the same spot depending on which mm-hmm. way you're going. <laughs> and I get pulled over. And everything I just said basically is gonna go out the window when I like I get I get pulled <laughs> I over. I get pulled over. I'm like this son of like come on, bro. <laughs> and then he's like, Do you know why I pulled you over? I was like, or he was like, um, he's like this this recording is be or this conversation be recorded. I was like, oh, of course it is. Good for you, man. <laughs> like I'm just like all mad <laughs> at this guy like for yeah. doing his job. And uh-huh. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get a ticket. Like this is so stupid. And he's like. I didn't even say thank you. He was like, here's my card. I was like, yeah, cool, man. Like, whatever. Get away before I kick you. I hope you, I hope you have a horrible day. <laughs> I, hope, I hope you get pulled over. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like all risks. I mean, not like, but I could see that you said no, stepping yeah, in other people's I mean, shoes. But I could see how some people would be frustrated. Like, like I was frustrated. I was like, oh, well, this guy's probably going to let me off. And he didn't. And, hmm. um, I mean, rightfully so. I was going 14 miles over the speed limit. Um, but yeah, I could see how that would frustrate people on a regular basis if they have multiple run-ins with that. So stepping into somebody else's shoes, me just getting pulled over was annoying. So I can't imagine how it would be if, um, yeah, cause it's a job where you're always like, you're the, the person that has to tell somebody no or punish them for their actions. Like you're like a judge right there. You know, you're, nobody, you're like, most people don't like a judge. you're like the messenger that, that has a little bit of authority there, you know? Yeah, and it's usually bad news. So, yeah. like every person that you like as a cop encounter, you know, when you're doing your job, giving them a ticket, they're just like pissed off, whatever, you know, hostility. Yeah. yeah. Imagine those people at like the DMV. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they. <laughs> Dude, uh, I hate to be horrible. Oh they're my gosh, horrible Dude, it's, and I don't it's... feel sorry for them. Actually, I do not feel sorry for the people at the DMV. Let that go on the record. I don't feel sorry. <laughs> You're a different, you're a different breed. Okay. Uh, oh, I do want to say this. Uh, I apologize to the audience for, um, we missed a podcast. We went about what? Three weeks there in a row. We missed one. Uh, that's our bad. Yeah. I, I, I called you. I was like, yo, Christian, we do this podcast. And you were like, dude, I don't know if I want to do it this week. I'm kind of tired. I'm a little busy. And I was like, all right, man, whatever. And so, but now we're here. Listen, I'm trying to apologize for my end of this. <laughs> And, and then you just fabricate this story. And you got horrible lighting, dude. Like, we can't po- post this on YouTube. Speaking of YouTube, Christian Robertson on YouTube. Go check hey, it out. Go subscribe. Yeah, like 100,000 subscribers now? Uh, like 700. 700,000? Bro, 700, man. Just leave it alone. Just don't talk about it. <laughs> oh, gosh. Why are, you, why are you hating on my room, man? Bro. Like- Look at these notes I wrote down. I got nothing. I got nothing to offer to the table today. We're going to talk about some MMA today. Uh, I'm going to plug my You're just new... a blank slate, huh? I, uh, I recently became a brand ambassador 
for a clothing company. Was it a Walmart one? Was it Wrangler? Uh, no, it wasn't. It was Russell. It was Russell Brand. <laughs> Russell Brand? It's cereal. <laughs> Is that a cereal? Is Russell Brand a cereal? No, that's an actor, you dummy. <laughs> that's the comedian. You're so dumb. <laughs> that's a cereal. Oh, yeah, I love Russell Brand, man. It's great. It's great. Look at so convinced that it was a oh, cereal. Okay. <laughs> it's an actor. He's kind of a hippie, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. But no, I've seen some of his podcasts. It's pretty cool. Is it? That sounds like something you would do. <clears throat> yeah, I'm kind of a hippie myself. Uh, no, okay. We, we are going to talk about this because I did become a brand ambassador for this uh, company called Acta. It's like, a, I wouldn't even know, I don't even know if it would be a startup or they've got like a quarter million followers on Instagram. So, and that's like a Lululemon type brand. Um, it's dude, it's nice. You should check it out. Uh, and if anybody else wants to check it out, you can get 15% off. If you use the code barbell Robertson, capital B, there will be a link in the bio of this, uh, or the description of this podcast, but it's nice, dude. I got a shirt from them the other day mm -hmm. and I, was, I wore it like three days in a row. It was awesome. Is it good quality. Super high quality. I mean, it's like it's legitimately like a like a Lululemon. Okay. Well, I don't really. Uh, I've never bought Lululemon, so I okay. don't know exactly what they look like. So. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot. You're cool. Um, <laughs> I don't live in the Beverly Hills. I I don't live in Beverly Hills either. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. You live in the hills. My uh, parents live. Fresh in Prince. Hills. Not so fresh Prince of Bel Air. What are you doing? Uh, dude, I'm getting comfortable. Like why? Why are you getting comfortable? Dude, the people don't need to know how I'm moving around. Okay, oh, they can't can hear see you. Me. We can see you. Uh, just let me be me, man. Bro, that mustache. You look like an old man. Just kidding. <laughs> Dude, I know. I had the mustache and I had uh, like my hat on and I don't usually wear a hat and I had these like sunglasses. Dude, I looked just straight out of NASCAR. I loved it. <laughs> just good. <laughs> can you start talking in an accent for the rest of the podcast? Well, I don't know about all that. I don't know. I don't. NASCAR is pretty cool. Going down to Daytona next weekend. Getting drunk. Down. Driving cars. <laughs> and driving cars and hallelujah. <laughs> I, got a, I got a DUI in Talladega. Like in, in the, Talladega? On it, the speedway? It, on the speedway. It was, <laughs> can you believe that? Can you believe that? I mean, I was firecracking and everything. It was crazy. Well, I tell you what. What is this country coming to when you can't even go 9 to 5 and a 25? Back in my day. <laughs> they didn't have no speed limits when I was growing up. <laughs> now y'all got speed bumps and all whatnot, you know? Speed bumps and baby bumps. And... I mean, hell, I rigged my tractor to go about nine to five miles per an hour. My tractor. Coconut shrimp. <laughs> shrimp stew. Shrimp burger. That's shrimp a, pasta. That's about it. I just got a text from Uber, I think. Oh, one of my documents expires in seven days. That's great. Um, are we going to talk about some MMA? Sorry, we, I'm just checking the family group chat. Oh, man. Should we talk about MMA? Uh, okay, guys. It is, okay, so we are recording. It. It's You're going to what? I'm going to see it. I'm going to beat up tonight to watch it. Oh, I thought you meant you were going to T-Mobile Arena to watch it. So it is Saturday right now. So we're you're going to be hearing this podcast a little late. But our predictions could be spot on. Should we talk about the main event? Go ahead. What are your predictions? 
I think I think Joanna's gonna take this one. I really do. <laughs> I hope she has. Uh, I hope she wins, man. I, I'll. <laughs> but how about Yoel Romero and Israel Adesanya? I swear, we're not set. Listen, women's fighting is such a new thing. It's. I, I'm not gonna lie. It's a little. It's a little weird for us. I. I don't. Um, listen, I don't. Do, disregard their skills i don't disregard you know what they're doing i think it's yeah, great not at all. i don't i don't really... either like i i agree 100 i don't either i just but, I, but just, I mean like, i have a bad sense of humor that's all but here's here's the deal physically men are just on a different level and it's really hard to watch a product um gosh i gotta really be careful with my words here it's it's just a different level. You just watch men. They're more explosive. They're faster. They have better technique. And, um, you know, it's it's just more exciting in my opinion. And yeah. that's nothing against women. It's just – that's just how we feel. And um, Yeah. And I don't – and like let me be clear too. I'm not against, opposed to women's fighting. I think it's awesome that they're able to do it. I just like honestly like my subconscious, I don't know what it is you call it subconscious or unconscious bias. Like I just, like you said, I just prefer to watch the top male athletes go like fight. Well, I I think, I think here's the thing is like you, you got to understand you want to watch the best and the best are just in men's sports. I mean, plain and simple men were just given different. I mean, that's, that is why there's men and women's sports to protect Mm -hmm. women. You know, you're seeing this now with the transgender stuff. Like, Men are going over to women's sports that cannot compete with men and are dominating in the women's events. I don't know if you just saw that. uh, So there's just a human nature, and you can even ask women this. Women are more interested in watching men fighting too. We're not the only guy. We're not the only people out here saying it. Um, But you even you look at. uh, Did you see the the rapper Zuby or whatever? Did you see all that stuff? The deadlift stuff. Oh yeah, I saw that. He was like, "Yeah, I just like got a world record." Yeah, he's so he's a man, but he identified as a woman and deadlifted the European women's record, like just training one day. He's like, "You know what?" And and people are like outraged because he's uh-huh. identified as a woman for that set and then went back to a man. And I just yeah, I just think it's so funny because it's like, well, I, you got to tell me what the difference is here. I have no clue. Yeah, it's like, how would you, you know. determine if somebody's legit or not? Yeah, and my concern really, and I know it's your same concern too, is like protecting the female athletes. Dude, uh, you know, making sure like, they're not sport like fighting. Like, oh yeah, like for fighting, it's it's another it's another level because someone's getting actually hurt. There's been there. I mean, this is happening, Gus. Like this is happening in the lower shows. Like they're letting men come over, grow their hair out, and beat the crap out of women, and it's disgusting, and it needs to stop. It it really does need to stop because there's a reason. That we're separated, and I, I like I don't know the details about it, but I have heard stories like that where men going over and uh, transitioning, whatever, whatnot. I don't know all the details of it, but yeah, going over this women's division, and uh, looks like just kind of ragdolling them. Yeah, well, it's that's just, what yeah. I've heard. I haven't I haven't done enough research on them on myself, but yeah, that's that's a that's a bad practice, man. Yeah, it's not fair to the the, the women fighters. Yeah, we, we might have been laughing a little too hard for the wrong reasons a little bit ago, and if so, we're sorry. But uh, <laughs> well, I just I just have a really bad sense of humor. That's that's really all it is. So 
That girl's name is not funny. I don't know what your problem is. <laughs> not. Uh, but, uh, I wonder, okay, I do wonder, like, do people, you think people in China would laugh at our names? Probably. They'd be like, Christian? That's weird. That's funny. <laughs> Gus? <laughs> Gus Bus? <laughs> Dude, anytime someone that, like tells me that, like, Gus, Gus Bus, and I'm like, dude, you know, you're the first person to think of that? You're the first one to come up with that? Really? Where'd you no. get that? Oh, you're not. No, you're not stupid. I get that like every day. Dude, you know what I also get all the time? I get this all the time. Like no matter if I got like a full beard, no beard, mustache, like someone's – or I got a hat on. No matter what, someone's like, hey, you know, you look just like somebody I know. I get that probably twice a month. Like, like you look just like somebody. Huh? What did you say? I didn't, I didn't say anything. Uh, at least it's twice a month. Uh, um, yeah, how often do you get it, huh? Once a month. Yeah, I mean, it's usually like, they'll usually just like, hey, you look just like Brad Pitt or Jang Tatum. You know, but I'm like, no, that's not me, man. I'm just, I'm just a regular guy. With the mic. Did you say Brad Pitt or Channing Tatum? Yeah, yeah, they ask, they're like, hey, is it, is it Brad Pitt? Are you Brad Pitt? Channing Tatum? And I tell them, no, I know, I get that all the time, like, stuff like that, you know, or Chuck Norris. Wow. Um, should we talk about the main event? Can we please <laughs> change the subject? <laughs> main event tonight, guys, UFC 248. Yoel, the 43-year-old soldier of God, Romero, I think he's 43, versus uh, Israel... Stylebender Adesanya, age not important because he's within reasonable age of fighting for a world title. Mm-hmm. Dude, I know you're a Yoel Romero lover. Like, legitimately, like, if he was the next Bachelor, like, you'd be sitting in, sending in a submission. But and when it comes down to, when I think about what scares me in this world, like, in terms of, and also people, Yoel Romero is always on that list. Yeah, no, dude. Like, he is somebody that I would actually be scared of. He is considered the most athletic guy in the entire UFC. One of the best athletes on the planet. And he is 43 years old. <laughs> That's just different level genetics, man. It's stu- Well, I guess his brother was either a, a on the Cuban boxing team or was like like on the ladder, you know, like was mm-hmm. good enough to you know, like compete with those guys. Um, but like was – like, Yoel, when they were like, okay, what sport do you want to do? Yoel was, like, wrestling. His brother was, like, uh, boxing. And they were both, like, at the highest level of their sport, which is crazy. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. He's – dude, he's, he's a freak, a, He's a different level athlete with a different level of power and explosiveness. And, yeah. I feel like he's the luckiest guy in the world, too. Like, who gets four title shots, especially when they've lost all of them? <laughs> and he's yeah, missed weight for like that. one or two. Uh huh. It's like, and they're just like, yeah, but you're Yoel Romero. So if you don't know, like, just go look up some of Yoel's highlights. Anybody's listening to this, and you'll be like, oh, okay, I see what they're talking about. Dude, I think he has. He's like thirteen and four, or fourteen and four, or something like that. All his losses are world title fights. Wow. And he, so, dude. Okay. I keep saying, dude, and it's really bothering me. Um. He he beat Luke Rockhold for a world championship, but he did not make weight. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine 
winning a world, not winning a world title because you missed weight by two tenths of a pound. That would drive me insane. Like that two tenths didn't make a difference. He knocked him out cold. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that would yeah that would get to me. That would bother me. And then he, um, yeah, and then he lost to Paulo Costa by decision. Okay, no, 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 I take that back. Paulo Costa was the one loss that he had that was not a, uh, a title fight. But he lost to, oh, maybe he did have one more. So who's he lost to? He's lost to Robert Whitaker twice, who's a freaking stud, by the way. Uh-huh. Unsung hero for sure. Like, you beat Yoel Romero twice. Like, you are a, a that's, legend. That's a bad dude. Yeah, yeah. that's a bad dude. And I, I just don't think he gets his respect <clears throat> because – Israel Adesanya made him look like, you know, lunch meat. But so what does that say? What does that say about the fight coming up? Dude, I don't know. I'm excited. Israel, Israel is the most dynamic striker I've ever seen. Like it was Anderson for a little bit. Like Anderson was such a dynamic striker, like could do things that nobody had ever really done. Mm-hmm. And then now it's like the next, the next wave of like what kickboxing is, and it's yeah. it's scary because he's like, I mean, he's putting wrestlers down. And we're gonna yeah. see, we're gonna see tonight because Yoel doesn't really use his wrestling. He's one of the most accoladed wrestlers in the whole, yeah. no, that's so in, the, in the UFC of all time in the UFC, and he doesn't use his wrestling. Uh, yeah, what were you gonna well, say? Well, so is, is Israel? Is his background? Is it kickboxing or Muay Thai? Well, Muay Thai, but uh, Muay Thai is basically just Thailand. Yeah, version the of Muay kickboxing. Thai they have, they have. It's a little bit different. They got uh, elbows and knees. Yeah, and stuff. well, they yeah. got the advantage too. Like, there's a little bit of grappling involved in Muay Thai too. Yeah. I think. Well, like, I with think the clinch game. Yeah, and like they do have some. I think a little bit of a takedown too. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, well, that's where that's basically where uh, you ask anybody like what the best striking base for. Um, like direct that directly translates to MMA. I think Muay Thai takes the the gun on that. Yeah, it's, got a, it's got a larger larger arsenal. Yeah, I think boxing is really good. So I'm, I I was talking to Chael about this. I think wrestling first and then boxing, like submerging yourself in both of those, yeah. in that order, because like the kicks and stuff will come later. Like you're gonna use your hands more than your feet. You know. Um, personally for me, that's, that's the base. Like if I could go back, I would start doing boxing work when I was in high school. Yeah. Um, because everything else just kind of comes pretty easy with that. But, uh, but wrestling is definitely the number one base you want. And then it trickles down from there. But I think Muay Thai is the most, it, it simulates a fight more closely than any other art form. Yeah. Yeah. That, cause you, cause whenever you spar, you go full tilt. You know, there's no holding back as imposed in, like, boxing. Like, doing that every day with full tilt sparring is not a good idea. Or no, that's, that's absolutely stupid. That's, I mean, that's why guys are messed up in boxing. Because mm-hmm. because the sparring, dude, it's just so, like, I've been, it's so, I, I've been in some sparring, boxing sparring rounds when I had no boxing experience with guys that had, like, 10, 15 years of boxing experience. And when you get outclassed in a boxing match, it is one of the most demeaning things. Like being, oh, yeah. being in a fight with somebody and you know there's no other option other than to either get punched or, you know, or punch. Like there's no wrestling. There's no, like you, there's no way to submit in that, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's demeaning. I've been in a few exchanges where I'm like, golly, like I'm just going to get my head bashed in. Like this is not safe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I can't imagine because spar like 
the boxing mindset is still kind of stuck in its ways where and, and some gyms are like this too where you know they care about the guy that's really good you know they care about I mean they'll bring a 17 18 19 year old kid in the spar with a guy fighting for a world championship that's maybe a little you know a little younger than normal, like a 23 year old or something like that going for a world championship and they'll throw this 17 year old in with the wolves and it's like dude you're gonna get him killed yeah like, I get it yeah. that worked for that guy but like Maybe it, you know, it, it's just maybe it didn't, and it's not a good, it's not a good look, and I think it does more damage in the long run. And they don't care, like people do not care. They're like, we're just gonna, we we got to get this guy ready, you know, and they'll just throw him sparring partners. And with boxing, man, it's just so you got to find the right, you got to find the right gym, you got to find the right coaches, you got to find the right level of sparring and the right partners because, you know, one of two things is gonna happen: you're gonna really hurt somebody, or somebody's gonna, you know, throw a haymaker when you're not expecting it, and you're gonna get in a fight. And that's the last thing you want in in sparring is to actually be in a fight. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, and the, the brain damage issue is very scary because that that's horrible. Like when you're 30, 35 years old and you're realizing, oh my gosh, like I'm having a hard time putting sentences together. Yeah, I mean, you just listen to some of those guys now. Like that's such a thing in boxing is like, you know, oh, all these guys talk like this. It's like, dude, that's not I, – I think – I think boxing. I think boxing is going to stay around, and I think it should. I think it's a great sport. I just think something needs to be done about um, about sparring. I think I think it's one of those things where you have to almost sacrifice. And this is such a weird thing to say, but I've thought about this in MMA. I'm like, do I have to sacrifice as good as I can be potentially to to have my cognitive abilities, to have you know the ability to speak and stuff like? Do I have to sacrifice that because? You know, with wrestling, like the best you can be, like there's a few days a week where you go in and you wrestle as hard as you possibly can for like as long as you can. You know, I mean, you just go. Is your phone ringing? Are you serious? Yeah, no, I set the timer for 4:45, just like for the podcast that we we're supposed to have at five. But you, being super Hollywood over there, superstar, you're like, hey, let's do it at four now. I got because... stuff to do, man. I can't sit at home alone <laughs> waiting for you, dude. It was your idea to do it at five. 245 over here um what was i i was saying something really important and profound that the audience is gonna was i talking about my youtube channel again i think it was i think it was something about it reaching a thousand subscribers i don't know go help me out um (laughs) (laughs) we were talking about boxing and head injuries and you would sacrifice oh yes sacrifice abilities no sacrifice no victory um i mean sacrifice that's but you know what I mean? Like, you would think that going into sparring, like, okay, like, let's say you have a year or two time frame. Like, that, let's say you got two years. Mm-hmm. The best you can possibly get. Yeah. No injury is, is probably going out and fighting as hard as you possibly can. Like, every day, like, let's say you're not going to sustain any injuries. Like, that's you going balls to the wall until you're, you know, past the point of overtraining, then you taper off. But, like, you just can't do that. No. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to take too much damage. You're going to take too much. So I think every fighter has to compromise being the best that they possibly can in order to, like, be the best in other areas of their life, too. You know what I mean? Like, in order to be safe. In order to be safe, I would say. Yeah, whenever you're trying to be the best at something, you're going to take it to levels that aren't healthy. Yeah. So, that like, that's with anything. Yeah. You know? um, Well, do you see? Yeah. 
whether it's fighting, any kind of sport, if you're trying to do be the best at it, it's going to go to a point where it's not healthy. Any type of uh, skill, whether it's artistic or whatever, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's why all, all the all the the best pay they pay you got to be willing to pay the price like you said sacrifice absolutely and, and you just got to figure out like okay well I can't take this much brain damage so I got to figure out how do I get in the best shape how do I get my striking to the best level how do I get the best look without going full go um, and that's but, that's part of the that's a valuable part of having a coach you know you need somebody that's been there that's seen a lot of people do it you know has a lot of knowledge. Yeah, and like he'll you know kind of set you straight, you know, and then you're able, to, you know, as a grown man, you should be able to influence too. Like, hey, you know, I'm feeling this today or whatever, yeah. you know. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you should definitely. have... Did you watch the Fury versus Wilder fight? Uh, I watched most of it. Yeah. So did you see the end? You see like the last three rounds? Yeah, yeah. Where you just. Dude, yeah. that is a clear-cut example. The head coach should be fired, in my opinion. So if you guys don't know, Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder, they go out there, they fight. It's not close. It goes seven rounds. It was not close the entire fight. There was not a moment where you look. It was just a downhill slide for Deontay Wilder, in my opinion. Yeah. And you, he, he get, they said he cut his ear. I don't, I'm not buying that. I think he busted his eardrum. That's why he was bleeding so much. I mean, who gets a cut on the inside of their ear? Uh, that's just weird. I've never even heard of that. Mm-hmm. And he was bleeding so much. I think he busted his eardrum. But, you know, story is that he cut, so I'm, you know, speculation, whatever. But, um, the, so I guess, so the, the assistant coach threw in the towel in the seventh round because he could just tell, like, he, he, he wanted Deontay to be safe and the head coach was like, no, like, we want Deontay to go on out on his shield. Like, that's what he talks about. That's what he says. Like, I think he, he's always got that puncher's chance. Like, he hits so hard. Dude, mm-hmm. that is the head coach. So, I guess they go back in the back. Deontay's like, which one of you guys threw the towel? Assistant coach raised his hand, and Deontay fired him. The head coach should have been fired, not the assistant that protected him. In my opinion, and this is probably not a popular opinion, the athlete – can want to go out on their shield. Every athlete, in my opinion, like a fighter, like it's just a different mentality when you're walking in to fight somebody, and that doesn't just turn off when you're losing. You know, that doesn't just you're, that switch doesn't just flip automatically to where you're saying, "Oh, I don't want to yeah. be." You know, yeah. like guys that are trying to be the best at something are usually willing to risk it all. Yeah, know? exactly. But yeah. the coach cannot have that same mindset. They just yeah. can't. Your mm-hmm. your your point. first your first job is to protect that athlete. The head coaches him, in my opinion, is that was moronic on his his end. Like he yeah. he that fight should have been stopped two rounds earlier. I was literally watching that fight with some of my friends, and I said, I this is hard to watch because I I feel like Deontay's gonna die. Mm-hmm. I legitimately think had nobody done anything, like there was a good chance Deontay because he's not going down. He wants to go out on his shield, and he one hundred percent can have that mindset. The coach cannot have the same mindset. That was stupid. And I think Deontay should have gone back, hired his coach back, and then fired the head coach because the head coach did not respect the decision of the assistant coach. He didn't take up for him. He said, no, you know, we didn't, you know, he should not have made that decision. I didn't want him to do that. Um, you know, we want Deontay. So I personally think coaches need to do a better job, get out of that mindset of, oh, our athlete's going to die in there. No, you, you know the athlete's family. You know the athletes' kids, like 
you are friends with the athlete, you should not have the same mindset of the athlete that is trying to fight for a world title. You got to take a step back from the chessboard a little bit, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Like the coach, yeah, the coach is in a different mental position than the athlete is. Yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, go ahead, sorry. No, 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 no. Yeah, I think that's, the coach can see things from a different perspective that you can't. Like you were talking about earlier, like with the setting of the schedule and what needs to be done and this, this, and that. They have a different, they have like a, I don't want to say a bird's eye view, but think about it like the two with the, like the NFL or the, any football, you got coaches up at the top, at the mm-hmm. top of the bleachers, you yep. know, just taking notes because they can see everything. Same thing with MMA coach, you know, or wrestling coach. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about it like in terms of a general. Like a general is not on the front lines making decisions. A general is looking back, looking at where his troops are, and he's making an assessment of how do we win this battle and what's, you know, what's the best way. Obviously, there's going to be casualties but what's the best way to to achieve our goal? And once we find out, hey, our goal is not achievable, achievable, there's no point in going to the last man. Like you got to retreat, you got to surrender, whatever you got to do. Like you've got to figure it out to keep as many people alive as you can. Like if you can't yeah. get, and uh, I mean that's what a that's what a good general will do. A good general is not gonna is gonna be able to suck up their pride and say, you know, a good leader is gonna be able to suck up their pride, take a step back and say, let's fight another day. Let's fight mm-hmm. another day. And yeah, it's a tough thing to do. It's, it's really the person that's got to make that call. Yeah, not a, a fun one. I, I honestly, I think that could be an advantage for guys that maybe weren't as competitive, that go into coaching or uh, maybe haven't, like, ste- I'm not saying they haven't stepped in the ring, but I don't think that should discredit you. Um, you know, if you're just a really good coach, and you don't have that mindset because you've never been there, I think that could be an advantage to your your coaching ability, in my opinion. To some degree. Okay. Yeah. I see that. I think some credibility may be taken away on the athlete side of it, but if you have the skills and the rep, the rapport with the other athletes, and but you just don't have that go-out-on-your-shield mindset, I think that probably helps your athlete. Yeah, yeah. I've been thinking about that lately, uh, possibly being a coach for something, like wrestling or you know whatever, and I've been thinking about just – just like the practical implications, like what I would have them do to get them in the best shape and just like what I would do to try to motivate them. And it's interesting stuff. It's an interesting position. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we, 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 we talked about boxing. First of all, what did you think about that fight? The Tyson Fury? Yeah. I kind of said my uh, opinion. I mean, it was good. It was, yeah. I think it was, yeah. Everyone was going for Deontay, I felt like. Everyone was like, hey, Deontay's going to give him with that one punch. And I thought it could have gone either way, too. I didn't. I didn't say, "Oh, Tyson Fury is going to win." But I had. But I was like, "Hey, Tyson Fury pieced him up last time," you know. But Deontay got that good punch. Yeah, that's the thing. I think a lot of people thought that Deontay was going to land more of those good punches, not less. And and Fury just got bigger, more power, and better. And just well, really what t- happened was is people. This a lot of people have been talking about this on like a bunch of different sports stuff. Tyson Fury learned from the last fight and adjusted and got and like and studied his opponent more than Deontay did. Yeah, like Deontay style and learned much from the last fight, but Tyson yeah. Fury just like he just he completely capitalized on the the first time experience. Yeah, I think I think Tyson's game plan was okay. I got hit with these two shots that really did it, and I couldn't put them away. The only reason these shots did anything is because he had power, and the only reason he had power was because I wasn't doing a good enough job putting them away. And I yeah. think Deontay was like, oh, well, next time we fight, I'm going to hit those same shots. He's not going to get up. Like, lightning 
you know, as far as for Tyson, won't strike twice. Like, he's not going to get up from a shot like that. So I'm just going to continue to do what I do. And he didn't look, in my opinion, he didn't look at the boxing aspect where he really was at a detriment as a weakness. He just said, well, I, can, I can't bridge that gap, so I'm just going to just try. He put on some weight. He put on 20 pounds, I think, mm-hmm. uh, 19, 20 pounds, something like that, and said, uh, I'm just going to hit him harder this time. And, yeah. and, but he wasn't able to get to his target. And, and Tyson put on 20 pounds, too, and was able to, to – he, first of all, he Dude, hit, he hit like – He's such an awkward-built guy. Like, he was – I would look at him and be like, oh, he's the heavyweight champ of the world. Dude, he looks like a uh, – what does he look like? He looks like a, like a strong man from, like, a circus, like, 140 years ago or something I like know, that. 18, <laughs> 1880. <laughs> Just like – my name is Tyson Fury? <laughs> he's the gypsy king bro he's I'm a the gypsy king that's <laughs> uh, uh, i saw some interviews with him man this is so funny we're gonna get to ufc 248 i swear we're gonna talk about we're gonna give our predictions that are not gonna be predictions after the fight um because yeah, this fight. is not gonna drop until third or monday so i guess it's not really that big of a deal if we talk about it but um i saw some funny interviews with tyson like people were asking him questions and it really bothers me that these reporters like this is why I will not I, – I don't want to work for, like, a big company. Like, I wouldn't mind working for ESPN or something one day. But, like, why I'd rather be, like, my own – like, my own business, ask my own questions. Because this reporter is just asking him, like, all these serious questions. Like, oh, how do you think the fight's going to go? And he's like, you must believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. <laughs> this, this reporter asked him, like, 10, 20 questions. And every single question, he's like, the Bible says repent and you shall be saved. He's like, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. I can't do his accent. I suck at accents, man. I can't do it. I'm not even going to try. I just sound stupid. But he's like, yeah. you must you must repent and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and, and you will be saved. And this guy's like, so your opponent, like he does this really well. He's like, repent and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm just like, yeah. What would you do in that situation? I'd be like, all right, let's talk about Jesus. Like what? I would, I would steer into it. Like I wouldn't. Like he's. He's clearly not wanting to talk about the fight. He's he's trying to deviate it. It's like, what what do you want to talk about? You know that, and that's why it would be hard for me to work at another. Um, well, first of all, most most if not all journalists and reporters do not want to touch on the topic of faith or politics, and those are two things I love to talk about. So, yeah, well, I that's would. The cool uh, thing about a podcast, man, is with anybody's podcast, is you could just have somebody on and. Okay, what do you want to talk about? Let's talk about it for an hour, two hours, like however long you want. You yeah, know? like you don't have to steer away from scandal or like people's opinions. Like you, I mean, you don't have to agree with them, but you can talk about. It. Like I had Colby on, and I, granted, I agree with most of what Colby says. I don't agree with how he says it. I don't think it's uh, it's not how I would conduct my career as far as like my witness. But um, but Colby's an interesting guy, and I enjoyed the podcast, and uh, I had a great com- conversation with him. I had somebody comment the other day on the the um the video and people are still commenting still watching it's uh it's up to like nine thousand views i think last time we talked i think it was like at four but um somebody commented they were like i think there's a big misconception here they i'm I'm doing the most condescending dorky voice i can because i, oh, that's, no, I thought this, i thought that's what that guy actually sounded like but not going oh no, no 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 i don't know what he sounds like he, so he's like oh, you read it right yeah 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 <laughs> He's like, I think there's a big misconception here that you can't be a Christian and be a UFC fighter or MMA fighter slash fight fan. And he's like, if you don't know anything about Christianity, you shouldn't talk about it. And I was just like, 
I, okay. I messaged back. I was like, are you okay? Period. <laughs> How can I be praying for you? <laughs> Do you need somebody to talk to? <laughs> and he messaged back and he's like, no, you're the one that needs prayer because you're not taking any correction. And I was like, okay, ma'am, if you are in okay. fact a man. Like I could, they don't have a picture or anything or any YouTube videos. And they were like, yes, I am a man. And real men know how to take correction. And I was like, be sure to subscribe. <laughs> Dude, you got to love the people. You got to love the comments, man. Anytime I'm on YouTube, I always scroll down and see the comments. I'm like, let's see what the people have to say. Oh, it's just It's like, a great place to be. I love it. I love it. Oh, my gosh. It is so – it's like, okay, first of all, comments helps with your channel and stuff, and it's great. And, um, But, dude, like what kind of bad place do you have to be in to, like, be commenting, like, negative stuff on people's videos? You know? Yeah. Because I've never felt the urge to comment. Like, I've never, I don't think I've ever commented. Well, I, I, here's the thing. I felt an urge, but I've never been like, you know what? I, I'm an adult, and the best way for me to get my point across right here is to insult this person. Like, that's not, like, that's not a good, like, that's not a healthy thing. Like, why you would keep doing it? Especially, like, if you listen to the whole conversation, and you're like, like, First of all, it did not offend me in any way I'm talking about it, but I thought it was – I literally laughed at it. I was like, like you're you're criticizing somebody's faith when they – you took the whole line I said out of context and then start criticizing me for my faith and saying I need prayers. It's just like, bro. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I know you don't, but I mean, anybody – like who cares what somebody like some comment guy says? Like you said, what kind of pl pl bad place do they have to be in? Yeah, you know the YouTube commenting section. Yeah, but I, I just, love reading. Man. I love reading them. I just often. feel bad. Yeah, I I I enjoy reading them now, but I can't imagine. I I feel like they're gonna get worse. I feel like it's only gonna get worse. Oh, you know. Well, when it's about you, yeah, it's totally different. I love reading them just because. I mean, it's not about me. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel like it's gonna be like the the bigger the channel gets, like the more people listen. I feel like the more derogatory and disgusting like the comments are going to be and it's yep. just going to be like oh man like there's going to be some stuff I can tell like I'm, there's going to be have to be a time at some point where I'm going to be like you know what I'm not reading comments right now it's funny but when people start insulting me like real personally I'm going to be like oh no I can't do it <laughs> somebody's like oh you got small arms I'll be like no Oh, uh, dude, well, dude, I mean, I'm going to insult you personally. So you have been wearing a, the name tag on your forehead for the past four hours. It's been five okay? minutes. It's been five minutes. I don't know. I think it's been longer. I did put the name tag on my forehead in case anybody's wondering. I, well, I thought you would bring it up earlier and you kind of. What, what, what were you hoping to accomplish with this? I just wanted people to know that, hello, my name is Christian. And it was on my forehead. But they I, was just, I was all. Okay. Okay, this is what I was trying to – you want to know what I was trying to accomplish? What were you trying to accomplish? I was trying to create comedic relief to loosen us up and to get the conversation flowing. And so I figured that would be a fun way to do it, you know? This is like – you know how Joe Rogan has like whiskey or weed? Like this is my whiskey and weed. It's, it's this, this name tag on my forehead. <laughs> Dude, who is Joe Rogan? I've never even heard of that guy, so I don't know why you're bringing him up. Josephine? Josephine Rogan, my competitor. Sounds like an interesting cat. He's cool, I guess. I don't know. I've never been on his show. He's never asked me to be yet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who do we think is going to win? Israel Adesanya or Yoel Romero? Israel. 
You think? Yeah. Uh, dude, he beat... Dude, he's so good, man. He's just so good. He beat my boy Kelvin. That was such a great fight, too. But who knows, man? Yoel could just go in there and just do some freaking. Boom, stuff. boom, boom, boom. This is like... And I'm, I'll do all just stand up. Oh! Ten yard... Like, to everybody's watching a basketball game, you're like, ah! <laughs> Dude, I... Oh, that's so fun. I, every time I go into, a, like, a Buffalo Wild Wings or a sports bar and people are watching a basketball game when there's a fight on, I'm like, what are you... What are you guys doing? There's a fight, like right here. What are we? What the best, best, like if if two drunken morons started fighting in the basketball game, we'd watch. But we're not gonna uh -huh. watch the best guys in the world do it. Come on, what are you doing? Bad. What are you doing? I'll look at you like you're weird. Shout out to basketball. I went to a Blazers Pelicans game. The other day. Oh, this is so bad. I'm only eating alive for this one. So I go to to the basketball game the other day with my dad and uh, some of his work buddies. We went to dinner, then we went to the basketball game, and. Uh, so Zion Williamson plays for the Pelicans. Dude, I I did not watch a full play. We stayed for we stayed for the first two quarters. I was like I I was just looking in the stands to see if there's any girls I wanted to go talk to. Like I was like, bro, <laughs> I couldn't care less about Dude. Zion Williamson dunking. Like there was a couple of plays I was like, okay, that was cool, but like I don't care. Like I really uh -huh. literally the most hyped talked about player in the entire NBA right now. And I'm like Oh, she's cute. <laughs> Dude, I get exactly what you're talking about. Like, whenever I'm watching basketball, football, baseball, I'm like, okay, this is, this is cool, but I don't feel compelled to stay here, you know, keep watching this. But, yeah. I, I mean, but we're the weird ones to society. We're the weird ones for not just loving it. I'm loving it. Yeah. I mean, hey, I'm not. Shout out to McDonald's, man, for feeding everybody. No, don't, don't. I'm going to have to edit that out. That's probably placement. I don't want to put McDonald's on. I don't need Dude, McDonald's. they're paying me. Now I'm their. What? They're, what? they're sponsoring me. You wait, know, wait, they, yeah, wait, wait. You're getting, you're getting, McDonald's. you're getting paid, McDonald's. you're getting paid for McDonald's through my podcast. Yeah. So here's the deal. They no, me, you like, can't okay, use look, my look, platform okay. that I edit, that I produce, that I make the like that I make the bios for. Here's what I'm gonna do. Listen. Here's what I'm gonna do. And, and, I'm, gonna, here's what I'm, gonna do. I'm gonna give you a little. I'm gonna give you a little something on the side. I'm gonna give you a cut. You know. Oh, gosh. Seventy thirty. It I would all 70, go to me. It's my I get podcast. 70, you get thirty. Colby so Covington did the same thing the other day. He got on my podcast and he just starts talking about Bang Energy. And I'm like, what the heck, bro? Dude, Bang Energy is great. It tastes great. They got a whole new line of flavors coming out. Like if if somebody went and bought Bang Energy. Because of the influence from my podcast, which there was 9,000 views on. So there's probably been a few purchases. Probably been a few people sitting in their seat like, yeah, I'm going to go get some Bang Energy. I don't get paid any of that. <laughs> I, just yeah, I just realized it when you said it. Well, see, you should be happy now that I'm giving to give you at least 30%. So, yeah, McDonald's, they hit me up the other day. Like, hey, look, we've been, listening, we've been watching the podcast, listening to it, watching it, listening to it. And we like what we see, but that Christian guy, he's okay. He, you know, once he gets the uh, gets the reins a little bit, then we'll start paying him too. But for now, you're the show. So what did they yeah. say I need to do? Like, what do I need to? Okay, because I, I don't want to be this guy forever. I want to. I want to figure out like how. Okay, how do I get paid? How do I monetize this? Well, they they said some pretty harsh criticism. Oh gosh. Okay. Okay. Wait. Wait. Let me. Let me just. We're gonna talk about Zion Williamson here in a second. Maybe. Probably not though. Uh, okay, what they say? What did McDonald's say? This hypothetical This isn't even real. Dude, no, Why listen, are we still talking listen, about these, this? These were real. This is a real conversation. It was, I mean it was really exciting at first and then they just started going this in is, on you and I was this like, is like the, my friend. This like, is like the Bernie Sanders dream you had 
a month ago. Like this Dude, is Bernie really- Sanders is cool. Don't you talk about him, all right? He seems like he was genuinely interested in what how my day was going. Bro, I've had some weird dreams. Like I had a dream the other day that I ate poop. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> you know what this means, right? You know what this means. That no, you no. subconsciously have a desire to eat poop. Please stop. Just continue saying what you were saying. You what are did, disgusting. What did McDonald's dude. say? So, I feel, yeah, I feel that like might have been Mc... one of the first things they said is like, hey, I, I feel don't know. like McDonald's the same category. Oh, no, it wasn't poop. It was McDonald's. But go ahead. Tell me what. So. <laughs> They're paying us, apparently. They're paying you. Yeah, so. yeah man. The Big Mac. Go get it. Uh, what, what what is, okay, what's this criticism I need to hear? What'd they say? Well, they just said, well, I mean, they said a couple things. Okay, and I don't want you to get upset or anything. You probably shouldn't say it, so say it. They said you were kind of, kind of corny. You sounded like they was like, well, you couldn't really put sentences together very well. I was like, yeah, I know that's because he's taking a lot of hits to the head, you know. I was like, I know that. I mean, that's that's tough, but I mean, he's he needs to get his act together. We're not gonna, we're not gonna pay him. He just, he sounds like a complete idiot. So I pride myself. See, that's my friend. You shouldn't talk to him. About I pride that myself on my vocabulary and my ability to be articulate and like speaking ability. That's why I started a podcast, and and you're saying that McDonald's said that that's not the case. Well, they also said your voice. Is, is What's wrong really with my voice? I was asked to they commentate. Said, I don't know. It's got like a. It's just bad vibes, you know. It's got a really. Is that the two things, or is there more? Is there more? I don't know if we should go into all the details, you know. But oh, they, hey, geez. hey, look, Jerry was a nice guy. Jerry, that's the guy I spoke to. Super nice. Jerry, like the and, subway guy that got in trouble. He's working for McDonald's now. <laughs> Wait, is it? Is, it the same? is that <laughs> no, what? That's Jared. That's Jared. Jared from Subway. Yeah. Jeez, man, that was a crazy story. Remember that? Oh, I know. I was like, he did what? <laughs> he got caught with what? Yeah, that's. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. So Zion Williamson. Um. The most interesting part of that whole game. I'm glad it happened in the first half because obviously I said I didn't stay for the second half. Mm-hmm. Um. The ref like bumped into a lady serving courtside snacks and drinks and the whole thing went everywhere and they spent like five minutes cleaning it up and like zooming in <laughs> on her and that was the best part I, I wasn't looking in the stands for potential uh for a potential bride to be i was i was watching yeah, that yeah, whole use your words carefully bro she was it was so bad she this like lady who seemed like sweet as as could be she just gets bumped into by the ref the whole tray goes everywhere the guy in the you know front row they they get like 10 people with uh, towels and they're wiping it up and instead of like you know being like okay like we'll you know take a time out or whatever no they put it on live tv the entire the entire what exchange the entire exchange they put it in slow-mo they replayed it multiple times oh this my poor God. lady is cleaning up the stuff there's like a bunch of like assistants coming to help and they're just replaying it with like this music like i, I think they had the um What's the uh, the Jeopardy music? Like, and I'm just like, and then she gets it cleaned up and she just runs out, dude. She was so embarrassed. I felt horrible. Oh, that's, that's horrible. It was so bad. Shame on the Trailblazers, man. Trailblazers. Poor lady. Uh, so you got Israel. All right. Well, I'll go with Yoel. I'll say Yoel. Fourth time's charm, baby. Let's make a bet. All right. Let's do gentlemen's bet. Ten, ten, ten grand. You want to go ten grand? Hey, I got ten grand, but I don't want to. You know, yeah, ten grand in Monopoly money, you lose it. Yeah. No, no, no. Ten on-call push-ups. 
So if I text you, if I call you, if I FaceTime you, or like 10 on call, I guess you can have to do one. That's a good one. No, no, no. But here's the deal. It has to be a FaceTime. Okay. It has to be a FaceTime. Okay. Okay. I like this. I like this. So for those of you guys that don't know. I'll send you a picture of my schedule, my class schedule. So... I was like, okay, you no, have no, 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 no. I'll send you a, I'll send you. No, a, no, no. We're not doing schedules, schedule. baby. We are not doing schedules. You can get me in the middle of church. I don't care. Oh, oh, okay, okay. No, 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 no. I like where this is going. Okay. I'm up there speaking. I get a text or something. Okay, so for those of you, no, 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 no. It can't be like in class or in church. Same rules that apply to any of. But uh, so for those of you guys that don't know, ten all co- if you're if you're poor, if you're broke, if you're a college student, whatever, you just don't want to bet money. You just don't. Eh, you're just gambling is the only. It's not your thing. You're one of those types of people. Uh, on call pushups. So basically, what it is is uh, you win a bet, you lose a bet, you you determine how many pushups this person has to do on call. And basically, what that means is anytime you're out and about in public, wherever you say, hey, give me, you know, let's say I lose this bet. Or you know what? Let's not even say that because that's not gonna happen. Yoel Romero is gonna take that title. Um, uh, let's say Gus that. loses this bet, and I, I, if we were in person, I would say, "Hey, give me two or whatever." They have to drop everything and do however many push-ups they're in. So we used to do this at NEO. How do we start? Flag football? Is that what we would do? It, uh, it was no, no. It wasn't flag football. <laughs> it was that um, capture the flag. flag. Yeah, dude, that was fun, man. I miss those games. That was that so was much fun. fun. Um, so basically what you have to do is you, uh, yeah, you win, lose. And I mean, there was guys that would be like about to ask a girl for their number and and somebody would be like, Hey, give me 10. And they just bust out 10 and the girl would leave. And it was, Oh, it was so funny, man. But you know, it was the best one. It was whenever, like, let's say you, cause you could have like 50 on a guy, 50 on call pushups. Yeah. And you could just say, Hey, you could do one. one. Yeah. Give me one. And then you're just trying to go somewhere. Give me one. Give me one. Dude. <laughs> Dude, you just wait till they they do one. They get up. They take like two steps, and you say, "Hey, give me one more." Uh, you and, okay? And, I know. I you got me with this a couple times, and I still hate you for it. I don't know why uh, you. Did. There was a few. Did where I do like, that? Me? That you were like, me. "All right, Bob, go ahead, go ahead, go." I grab my stuff. I try to get out. I'm like, give me one. Walk around at the door. <laughs> like, dang it, <laughs> bro. Any old man. I remember. Every time somebody would drop a tray or something, people would stand up and clap. Clap, bro. Every time. Horrible. I get out here, somebody drops a tray. I remember the first time. I'm not kidding. First couple times. Like, first time somebody dropped a tray, I just go, nobody. They probably just looked at you like. Everybody was like, oh, my gosh, that is so offensive. How could Yeah. I was like, what the heck? Nobody does. People don't do this. I was so Culture's different, and I remember, like, I remember one time Jeremy was, you know, being Jeremy. Dude, I talked to Jeremy today. Bit. I talked to Jeremy. Did you really? Today. Yeah, I did. I did talk to him for like twenty minutes. He's doing good, oh. man. Oh yeah, dude, I love that guy. I love that guy. We have to bring guy. him on. I'm gonna bring him on sometime. But yeah, great guy. But I'm a. But yeah, I mean, he was just throwing one of his fits. You know how he gets. Seriously. Seriously, gets up, stands up, and like the chair like falls back, and then everybody just starts clapping. The whole I never saw the cafeteria just. Like pull together like that so fast. No, 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 no. I, I have. It was the time that you. Oh my gosh, dude! I forgot about that, dude. Okay, whatever. whatever. So if a chair fell or something, people would clap. I remember one time, Gus. (laughs) 
Gus hit his chair. I think, did you hit it the first time or did I kick it? Yeah, no, no, no. It fell the first time. I think this was my backpack or yeah, whatever. Yeah, everybody starts clapping. So he fixes yeah. it. He adjusts it all. And everybody starts clapping. <laughs> He's like, dang it. About two minutes later, he gets up for good. And I kick the chair. Nobody sees me kick it. Nobody knows I kicked it. And it just. And it looked goes, like it just fell over. Boom! And everyone. It was. That was the worst like, one. Dude, who is this idiot that keeps filling the chair? <laughs> Bro, that was worse. That was almost that was just that was almost as bad as when you forgot your keys the other day. You're telling me about, dude. Except it wasn't me. Okay, it was you. I mean, nobody knew that. You just looked at me. Oh, actually, I don't okay. think you knew. I don't think you knew. That was so funny. Are you writing something down? Are you texting someone? No, dude. Ariana Grande just keeps texting me, and I just I keep telling her. I told her a couple times. I was like, look, like I'm doing stuff. I'm busy right now. And she's like, yeah, I know, but you're just, I just want to hang out with you and see how you're doing. And I'm thinking about putting you on my next tour, being a backup dancer. And I'm like, hey, look, we'll get to all that. But for right now, I'm doing something. 30% of this conversation today has been fantasy land that you live in. Look, man, it's hard to come to terms with just how interesting of a person I am. All right. I got to I gotta pee. You talk to the crowd a minute. Wait, no, eight. listen. No, no, no. I got to pee. Really, no, no, no. no. Like, I got to pee, bro. We pausing it? Why are you yelling? I've no, heard. no, no. I'm about to, I'm about to go to the calf because I'm hungry. Oh, and okay. All right. Well, um, yo, Romero, and 10 on-call push-ups. Dude, I got to pee so bad. I had coffee. Let's go. Let's okay, go. so 10 on-call push-ups. 10 on-call. Sounds good. Uh, thanks, guys. Thanks for watching. Make sure to subscribe <laughs> no. to my Instagram. Subscribe. Uh, <laughs> you follow on Instagram. You don't subscribe. <laughs> yeah, no, no. We're... we're all right, guys, that's it for the podcast. Go over to my YouTube channel, Christian Robertson. Follow me on Instagram at Marvel Robertson. Click the link below if you want to get your active gear today. 15% off. Follow Gus at Gustus, Augustus Boyd. Hit at McDonald's. Caesar Augustus. Don't go to McDonald's because you will yeah, die prematurely. That is it, guys. I had a great time with you today, Gus. Good luck to all the fighters I wish tonight. I could say the same. But uh, I think we're done here.